Everyone. Welcome to today's Word of Mom Radio here on the Word of Mom Media Network. I'm your host, Dory DiCarlo, and you know we are here week after week, show after show, breaking those myths that mompreneurs and businesswomen, especially those of us building our businesses from home, are just dabbling in between bake sales and getting our nails done. We're not. We are smart, we are savvy, and we are sharing the wisdom of women in business and in life And I am really honored to be bringing today's guest onto the show. She is somebody who I've known through social media for a very long time, have always loved her message, and never more than now. One of Nancy Muller's most powerful aha moments was the understanding that whatever she focuses on will determine what she believes and how she feels about herself. Nothing lasts forever, but we can choose the feelings we want to hold on to. Nancy says, in all my years of doing this work, I've learned that everything starts with a belief. Rarely do most of us take the time to know what we believe because most of us were never taught to question our beliefs, let alone master them. During her journey to do whatever it was going to take to free her mind from the negative experiences of her childhood, she lost everything. Once she learned to let go of the past, she became unstoppable. Nancy has experienced the joys of marriage, motherhood, being a homeowner, becoming a grandmother, a great-grandmother, and the fulfillment of being an entrepreneur. She's also known the gut-wrenching experiences of miscarriage, divorce, physical pain, trauma, childhood abuse that escalated to sexual abuse by the age of 12 and limiting beliefs. When people are ready to let go of their negative mind chatter, Nancy teaches them how to master their beliefs to recognize and eliminate the negative, limiting, and fear-based beliefs created by their child self. This is how Nancy teaches people to stop creating their future from their past while healing the child within. If you're tuning in because you're looking for answers about why you keep attracting unwanted people and experiences into your life, you'll know why after you've listened to our conversation. Nancy teaches people how to heal their inner child so you can stop allowing the negative experiences of your past to affect your future. This enables you to abandon your beliefs about lack in favor of abundance That belongs to every one of us. When you master your beliefs, you become the master of your life. Nancy, with all of that being said, welcome to Word of Mom Radio. Thank you, Dory. I'm so excited to be here and really honored to share my message with you. So thank you very much. 
I am honored. And believe me, you know, in all of the years of knowing you online and the amazing message that you always share about abundance, about the laws of attraction, about all of the mindset beliefs to have listened to your audio book and come through the journey of your life and your mother's life. I didn't know I could respect you even more. (laughs) I really didn't think that there was any more I could respect you for, but oh my gosh. And, and becoming a sensei and all of the things that you have mastered in your life, take us on a bit of your journey, which just go for it. Well, whenever someone asks me for a starting point, I, I, the reference point, I guess, is uh, always sometime in the 80s, I came across a cassette tape from Jack Canfield. And Jack is my guy. I mean, he's just like was the beginning part that opened up my mind. At that time, he was doing work on self-esteem and teaching people the importance of self-esteem. So I was hearing things on this cassette tape that I had never heard before. And, you know, things like you have a golden Buddha within you and you're amazing and you're successful. And I would be like, no, not me. No, not me. But, you know, I would listen to this tape that tells you how long ago it was the cassette tape over and over and over again. Still to this day, however many years later, 40 years later, I could probably recite quite a bit of it. That's how well I got to know that. And then along that same time as well, I became a student competitor and teacher in the martial arts. And for me, martial arts was something that I've always wanted to do since I was probably in the sixth grade. And because of that, between the physicality of the martial arts, and wanting to go in and learn to defend myself. Because when I was a little girl, you know, I was raised in the era of Bruce Lee. And I used to think, man, if I could do that, no one would ever lay a hand on me again. Man, if I could do that, imagine how this would be so totally different. And so I would kind of live that fantasy in my head. So when I started martial arts, I am very transparent about it. I really went into the martial arts because I wanted to kick ass and take names. However, I also will tell you that I am the most unsports person you will ever know. I will, you know, like, I don't know how many innings are in a football game. I just, sports to me is just foreign to me. So when I told my husband and my daughters that I wanted to take martial arts, they were like, "Mm, right. And of course I went in, you know, with long polished nails and jewelry and my hair done and all that good stuff. And when I got in the dojo, I was like, oh, this isn't going to cut it. I'm going to have to make some changes. But it was something that I wanted so much that it it just gradually took over for me. I mean, I started out one or two days in the dojo, and then I was there six days a week, seven if I could get someone to open the dojo on Sunday. So it really, really did a lot for me. And then it wasn't long. I think uh, I was teaching as a yellow belt or an orange belt. So I I really took to it. And I felt that my calling in 1998 was to teach self-defense to women. And that's how my business started. It was called WAVE, Women Against Violence Encounters. My workshops were really highly attended. The women loved it. They loved what I was teaching them. But as a martial artist, standing back and looking at what I was offering them, you know, because it's completely different. Martial arts is a way of life and teaching self-defense. That's kind of like something that you want to do for a few hours or something, and you want to be able to walk away and be able to defend yourself. So it's a different mindset. And so I was actually asking myself, what am I really giving to these women? And I realized it was the empowerment piece. It was the philosophies that are so important to me in the martial arts. It was the mindset piece. 
And that's how my, the work that I do today organically transitioned from those self-defense classes to what I'm doing today. What is a life sensei? Well, sensei, roughly translated, means teacher. It's a Japanese word. But to go a little bit farther into the translation, it means before born, meaning information that was born before another. So if I learn something and then somebody comes along and says, oh, this information was born to you, you you've learned this, you understand this. Now I would like to learn it, then they become my student. And I felt that, you know, the word life coach is brandied about so much. And people are always like, oh, you're a life coach, you're a life coach. So I thought about it a lot. And I thought life sensei makes more sense to me because it's teaching life. It's not about telling someone if you follow this line of thinking or all of these numbers on this piece of paper that your life is going to change. Teaching people that everything that you believe to be true is based on something you learned in childhood. And we create these beliefs between the ages of birth to eight years of age. And in, a lot of people know that, but what I'm finding people don't realize is that's also the time when we create our chakras. So our chakras start like the root chakra is formed between the ages of birth and one year of age sacral chakra, one to two, and so on, go up. And so when you start to put those two together and you realize that what you've experienced between the ages of birth to eight years of age and the energy around it, how you believe it to be true, how you intuit it to be true, everything has a feeling attached to it, a feeling and an emotion. And of course, you know, those stay in our chakras and we bring those with us those feelings, those beliefs, the emotions, the understanding of who we believe we are with us from childhood into adulthood. And you have so many adults walking around making adult decisions based on childhood beliefs, and they can't figure out why their lives are so upside down or not going well, or why they keep attracting the same types of people over and over into their life or the same situations. You'll hear people that are dating, like I keep attracting the same kind of dates and I don't want this anymore, or even abuse. You know, I keep attracting the losers. They call them losers. But it's not that those people are coming into our lives haphazardly. It's that what we believe is what we think about and what we think about has a feeling and an emotion attached to it. And that feeling, that's the energy within us. And that is what is attracting. So that's the law of attraction. A lot of people, you know, they watch the secret and they think the law of attraction is about writing some affirmations and bringing something into their life. But if you don't feel it, you won't get it. So whatever you're feeling, that's what you're going to attract. That's the law of attraction. How does healing your inner child have to do with that law of attraction? You know, a lot of people think that, oh, I had a really happy, wonderful childhood, so I must be a really well-to-do adult and everything is fine. But when things aren't going well in their adult life, they, they say, I don't understand it because there was nothing wrong in my childhood. My parents were loving. I felt very loved. I felt very honored. And that is a beautiful thing. So I'm going to put that on right here on the shelf for a second. Now let's think about someone who came through a very tumultuous childhood, a very uh, trauma-based childhood, someone who experienced a lack of love, a, a lack of that loving experience. Now they've created emotions and feelings such as um, abandonment, fear of 
maybe being abused, fear of being hit. Fear is a surface emotion, so you want to go deeper and understand the feeling behind it. I'll use me for an example. So mine was shame and degradation. And then, of course, you throw religious dogma in there, and it's that fear of being punished, not only by your parents, but by God. You know, that you're, if you don't do what you're being told to do, you're going to burn in hell forever. So you just don't feel that there's any way out. Now, even if you had a very loving childhood, that doesn't mean that at some point your child self didn't intuit a lack of something, feelings of maybe I've heard women say, oh, my dad treated me like a princess. So then, you know, that's what her belief was. She felt like everything was wonderful, fine. As an adult, she couldn't find the relationship to continue treating her like a princess. So she was always missing the mark on that and, and feeling like, I don't understand that there are no good men around like my dad. Or I had someone else say, I don't understand why I can't lose this weight. And I asked her a simple question. I said, what were dinners like for you when you were little? And she goes, oh, they were wonderful. We had, we had wonderful family dinners. We always enjoyed being around each other and sharing our day and sharing what was going on in our life. And I said, so you can see that your child self associates eating and having a good time with everything going well in your life. So when your adult self wants to feel secure or feel like you're part of something, food is a big part of that. And because it's not about eating less as, as, as an adult, it's about really understanding what your feelings are. Because if you don't feel it, again, I'm going to say this a million times if I have to through this interview, if you don't feel it, you're not going to bring it to you. Your feelings are driving the bus of your life. So everything that we were taught as children, and of course, we're taught based on what our parents were taught, and they were taught based on what their parents taught them. So how our parents viewed the world is how they taught us. How their parents viewed the world is how they were taught. And this cycle continues until someone learns to break the cycle. On that note, think about this. We're going to take a quick break. Say thank you to our sponsors, and we'll be back on Word of Mom Radio. Have you been curious about CBD? Maybe you heard it helps relieve stress and balance your body, but you're not sure where to start. The most important thing when you're thinking about CBD is choosing a brand you trust and feel confident in. Altwell is a high-quality and effective CBD line. It's a family business with four generations in the wellness industry, and they poured all their experience, knowledge, and passion into making modern wellness attainable. Altwell uses only the highest quality, ethically grown hemp, carefully selected from Colorado farms. They triple test every product, and with every purchase, you can access a lab report so you can see exactly what you're getting. If you're new to CBD, a great place to start is with topicals like Altwell's balms and lotions to help ease achy muscles and their serums to moisturize and brighten your skin. Altwell is offering Word of Mom listeners a special discount so you can try it for yourself. All you have to do is go to altwell.com and use code altwellmom at checkout for 25% off your first purchase. Exclusions apply. She is brave. She is strong. She is you. Because you're that woman who's got a product or a service that you're looking to promote. Or you're out there seeking to support other women in business to help women learn, network, and build the businesses of their dreams. Because when you win, 
we win. We all know a survivor. Some of our friends and family have made it through difficult times. Some of us don't make it. Losing a loved one to cancer, a car accident, or any other unfortunate event can be crippling and unavoidable. But one of the hardest subjects to talk about is suicide. Too often our youth decide that leaving this place is easier than facing the struggle forced upon them every day. More than one in four children go through some form of bullying or another. Most of us survive with scars, but for some, the inner demons created cannot be recognized or treated in time to ensure they make it through. Bullying in every form is very much avoidable. It starts with me, and it starts with you. This is Kelly Carius from No Such Thing as a Bully, reminding you to do your part when you see bullying happen. If you don't know what that is, call 403-447-4404. Or go to no such thing as a bully.com. Don't let the name fool you because stadiumbags.com has a line of clear bags that enable you to use your phone and your smart devices without removing them from your bag. Not only that, but the product is so good it'll stand up to the cleaning solvents that you need to use now to make sure that when you come home, you come home safely. So take a look at stadiumbags.com. You'll see why we're your clear choice, because safety, it's in the bag. And we're back on Word of Mom Radio. We are talking with Nancy Muller about healing your inner child and how to master your beliefs. What you're saying makes so much sense. I never thought about that with food, that if you had that really good experience with food, it carries over in a different way, where you look at it for comfort and and all of those other things as opposed to just looking at for fuel for your body. Correct. You know, yeah. I, I'm Italian, so pasta vazool. If we got yeah. sick, my mother made pasta vazool. To this day, I make that. If I'm sick, my kids are sick. And they'll always ask, it's like, why does it make me feel better? Mm-hmm. So it's like, because it's comfort food. It's yeah. warm. It's wonderful. And mommy makes it for you, even exactly. though my kids are grown. You know, yeah. my son lives up the road and he got sick and, and his wife doesn't know how to make it. I said, I'll be up, you know, and that way she and I got to visit. I made him a big thing of pasta vizool. He had this monster bowl and a half hour later, he's like, all better. <laughs> but I'm serious. I never connected that until you said what you said. Yeah. No, my, my childhood feelings of security, again, my mother is full-blooded Italian. So the, you know, times in the kitchen with my grandmother cooking, creating the smell of pasta. My daughter took me to lunch this past Sunday for my birthday and we went to Maggiano's and I, I'm just sitting there and it's not just being in the restaurant. It's the smell. It's Dean Martin over the, you know, stereo. It's, it's everything. And all of that, we tend to really overlook how we experience things because we experience through all five senses, touch, smell, feeling, everything. And so when I smell that sauce and, you know, I've been a vegetarian for over 40 years, so I would not make my grandmother's sauce anymore, but I smell it and it's just so comforting to me and I could sit down with a big plate of spaghetti and that that's my happy space it's amazing it really is so how does healing your inner child help create abundance here's the thing whatever your adult self is experiencing that is an experience you do not want to have this is what you tell yourself I do not want to experience this you have to remember that it's not so much what the experience is, but the feelings that come through from the experience. When you get 
in a habit or a pattern of feeling a certain way, feeling shameful, feeling degraded, feeling abandoned, feeling resentful, whatever those feelings are, you will continue to attract experiences to you to recreate those feelings, to feel those feelings. Now, if they're feelings that don't feel good, it's important to know there's no such thing as right or wrong, good or bad, but I'm using good in the sense of this is what you want. So when something makes you feel uncomfortable or, oh my gosh, I can't believe this is happening to me again, the fastest way to determine how to let go of that, how to release that is how does this make me feel? And I will tell you that most people do not know or have never been taught the importance of feeling your feelings because most of us have been taught to resist our feelings. I don't know about you, but when I was little, if I would have said to my mom, ma, I'm feeling kind of weird. I don't really know. She'd have been, you're fine. Go outside and play. You know, it, w- it was not ever, and this is nothing against my mother. And she, of course she was never taught, but it's like, if you're not taught, then how are you going to teach your children to say, oh, you're feeling abandoned right now? Let's look at that. What, do you, what, what brought that up for you? So the earlier you can be taught to pay attention to your feelings and how important they are, the sooner you can let go of the, what you're holding onto, that energy that you're holding onto. Because remember, feelings are the energy of the body and the energy, the body is energy, 100% energy. We think we are these solid beings walking around and we look at ourselves under a microscope and we realize, oh my gosh, there's some space in there, you know? So we are vibration. We are vibration and we are vibrating to a point where we look solid. Everything is energy. The trees, the plants, the furniture, everything is energy. So when you realize that energy, like energy, attracts like energy, you're going to attract experiences, people, thoughts, feelings, beliefs to keep feeding those feelings. So if there's something in your adult life that you are experiencing, such as I mentioned before, maybe you're attracting those people into your life that you don't want to attract, or you can't stand your boss, you can't stand your coworker, or you feel like people don't understand you, or you feel like you can't even communicate with your child anymore. You don't understand why things aren't going the way you want that to go. Here's the thing is they're going exactly the way you want it to go. Because that's your higher self giving you a message to say, look, see, this is what you don't want to happen. So when you're ready to let this go, let's feel through these feelings that are coming up because of this. But because we don't want to feel those feelings, because if they're not positive feelings, they don't feel good. And we don't want, we don't want to feel that. What do we do? We drink to excess. We um, exercise to excess. We drugs, alcohol, retail therapy binge watching on TV, whatever it is, we will do this to take our mind off of what we're feeling. And until we allow ourselves to sit and say, okay, what is this feeling that keeps coming up for me? And you might have to sit with a box of Kleenexes and a glass of water and really feel through it and let it wash over you. But when you do, it's like releasing something that you've been holding into you for so long. And it might not just take one time because when you really start to feel it, here's what most of us do when we start that crying and that blubbering and that really like letting go of it. We, we try to hold that in. We try not to cry. We try to be brave, right? We try to be a badass. We try to be, you know, I can do this. I can handle this. And so we actually put the, put the brakes on it. 
we say, okay, I'm going to feel it just a little bit. Now, when I got to a point where I could finally start sharing my story about what I experienced in my childhood, I thought that was being empowered. I thought, look, I finally have shared this information and I put it out there and the world didn't stop spinning. God didn't strike me dead. I, I'm not burning in hell. So gradually I started realizing that all of those things I was so afraid would happen did not happen. And then you can take another step and go, okay, well, if that didn't happen, maybe it won't happen if I do this. And so it is a process, but it can take as little time or a long time, however we want to step into it and look at it and understand it. And quite frankly, when the pain of where we are is worse than the fear of letting it go and feeling through the feelings, we will work through it. We will let go of it. How do you even begin to really heal that inner child? I mean, I'm kind of trying to wrap my head around where you even start. Well, for me, it has to come in a place where everyone is so tired of attracting the same thing that they're attracting over and over and over. And finally, they, they just say, I'm done with this. I don't know what to do. I think a lot of people call it the black night of the soul or when you hit rock bottom. When you get to that point where you're literally on your knees and you're saying, I don't, I don't know what to do. I've gone bankrupt again or gotten divorced again, or I lost another job or whatever it is that's coming up for you that seems to be cyclical, meaning it's an experience that you've had over and over and over again, and you're done with that. You just, you don't want to have that experience anymore. You have to say to yourself, okay, what needs to change? And I have a video on my website about, I can tell everyone when they come to me when, with a problem, your problem is not the problem. Your problem is never the problem. The problem is an indication from your higher self that there's something that you are being given the opportunity to work on. Now, do you want to work on it or do you want to continue to struggle or look at this as a problem? For me, my stepping off point, my, okay, this is something that I need to change happened because I became a mother. I knew that I wanted to be a better mother to my daughters than my mother was to me. And because of that, I thought very naively, if I just do everything opposite of the way my mom did it, I'm going to be the perfect mom, right? If I don't yell, if I don't scream, if I don't hit, if I'm kind, if I'm loving, if I hug, if I, you know, then I'm going to be the perfect mom. Now, I don't know about anyone listening to this, but <laughs> there's a lot more to motherhood and being a mom, being a parent than those things. But here's the thing, that's what was missing for me, what I believed was missing for me in my childhood. I wanted a mom who baked, who, who held me, who sang to me, who was nice to me, who was kind to me, who talked lovingly to me, who never hit me, who lifted me up in mind, body, and spirit. I wanted all of these things. And so because I wanted them and felt them lacking in my childhood, to me, my child self created this belief that that's what the perfect mother is. So it's not until you actually start being a mother yourself and then you realize like, wow, this story that I've told myself about what it is to be a mother all these years, there's a lot of chapters to this. And if I'm really going to live up to everything I said I was going to live up to, I've got some learning to do. And for me, as I said, that started in the 80s with 
that information from Jack Canfield and martial arts because I, I put my daughters in the dojo as well. For me, if you really think about it, if you really understand what I'm sharing, it was a journey of self. We always think that the answers lay outside of ourselves, but every answer is inside. Everything that we want to change about anything in our life is internal. Nothing is outside. So you can get a new job, a new spouse, a new relationship, have more kids, have less kids. You can do all of those things. But until you go within, until you learn to heal your inner child, you're still going to experience the positive or negative feelings, emotions, and beliefs that you created in childhood. As you go on this journey, how long can it take to heal that inner child? Well, you know, here's the thing. It's like there's so much more information now than there was when I was learning how to do this. And the energy of the whole universe is different now. Everything has shifted. And it's not just simply a matter of, oh, I'm going to work with this person and they're going to give me this list of do this, do this, do this, and my life is going to be golden. It's about what we are willing to look at because there are some things that we don't want to look at. I remember the very first time that I went to a therapist, I was having very bad nightmares, really horrible, horrible nightmares that would have put Stephen King to shame. I mean, they were blood and gore and really, really awful nightmares. And I thought I was losing my mind. I remember being on my knees in my bedroom and saying to my husband, I can't handle this anymore. I don't know where these dreams are coming from. I can't sleep. I can't shut them off. I don't know what's wrong. I feel like something really horrible has happened that I've blocked out and I don't know how to get in touch with it and I don't know what to do. So my first reaction was to see a therapist. Now, again, what are your beliefs around seeing a therapist? Do you, do you think like that means you're crazy, you're botso, you're going to go into the, you know, a sane asylum? So you've got those fears to work through. But again, as I said, when the pain of where you are is worse than the fear of doing something about it, you will reach out and you will do something. Now, my very first therapist that I reached out to after my first session, she sat back, I'll never forget this, she sat back and she said, Wow. She's like, you know, I work with a lot of families who are very dysfunctional, but yours is really over the top. I really need to go away and just think about this for a while before I can have a second session with you. And so I walked away thinking, wow, if you go to therapy and that causes your therapist to go into therapy, then did you do something wrong? See, you see, that's my inner child thinking that, again, you know, it's like I'm the oldest of five, always taking care of people, trying to keep a lid on everything. And so I felt like by opening up and taking this step that I had hurt another person, given them more than they could handle. And I felt really bad about that. But luckily I, you know, I went to my doctor and I'm like, well, this is what happened. And he's like, oh, you know what? He goes, I have someone else that I would like to refer you to. So I tried again and I had another therapist and she was amazing. I could say anything to this person. So I would suggest anyone in this situation, if you feel that you've reached out and you've connected with someone and you had a negative experience, don't let that be your belief about this is how things happen because we're all here to serve each other. And it takes the first step, right? Every journey is about taking that first step. 
So if you take that first step and it's like, mm, yeah, that's not taking me in the direction that I want to go. Again, if the pain of where you are is to a point where you don't want to deal with this anymore, you will take a second step and a third and a fourth and keep going. As we are starting to wrap this up, what do you want to leave us with? And then how can we find out more about your work? Here's what I would like to leave everyone with. If there's something going on in your life right now that feels so insurmountable, something that you feel so ashamed of, like, I can't possibly tell anyone this. I can't possibly admit this. That is a belief that you created in childhood and you are still using as part of your story. I like to use the term go beyond your story because our story is whatever we tell ourselves over and over and over and over, whatever it is like, oh, my life is this way because my childhood was really horrible and rotten and awful. As long as you keep sharing that story over and over and over, as long as you keep believing that you are where you are because of something that someone else has done, you are giving your power away to another person, place, or experience. And being empowered means that you have done the inner work to stand there and own who you are, the very being that you are, the very essence of who you are. That's what being empowered means. You can stand there and you can shout to the world, I am all that and a box of chocolates. I matter. I am so freaking important. The universe could not possibly exist without me in it. When you can say that and it comes from your solar plexus chakra, when it comes from your chi, you know that you have done whatever it took whatever it takes to feel that love for you and who you are. And if you're looking for love to come from another person and you're looking for that romance and you're looking for that, whatever it is that you're looking for outside of you, you you'll never find it until you learn to give it to yourself first. You know, my mother always said you have to be your own best friend first before you can ever be friends for someone else. Mm -hmm. I love what you have to say. I really do. And I'm so amazed at just your journey and how you have found that way to master your beliefs and Thank create you. a whole way to empower others, letting them know that the power is from themselves. It really is. And just trusting yourself enough to open up and let it out and let it go. Well, that's why I felt guided within this past month to create the audio recording of my 2015 bestseller, Healing the Child Within, Life is All About Choices. Because as I said, the energy of the planet has shifted and everything is moving so much faster now that we can heal so much faster. But we can't heal if we don't even know the first step to take. So by sharing this information and letting people know, this is my story, this is my journey, this is how I move through it, step by step by step, because it's not about healing this or this or this, it's about healing whatever needs to be healed individually for each individual person. Because as I heal me, I raise the collective energy of the universe. As Dory heals Dory, each of us individually must do this in order to fulfill the very reason that we're here and love who we are. We say it all the time. When you win, we win. Exactly. You win, I win. I win, you win. You know, we're not in competition with each other. We are here to complement each other, to let our lights shine. You talk about that's one of the things you said in the audio book. Marianne Williamson? Yes. Who are you not to shine your light? 
Absolutely. You know, dimming your light does not make others feel better. It gives them permission. The brighter you shine, the more you give others the ability to shine around you. Exactly. So I can't tell you how much I recommend that you get this audio book, that you connect with Nancy, that you find those ways because we are all here. We are all so important to everything going on in this universe right here, right now, in today. There is no one here that's not significant. We are all here for a reason, and we all are here to learn and, and empower and encourage and inspire. And I love what you are doing, and I love your honesty and the truth that you share and everything that you are becoming every moment. I'm I'm so proud to know you. I just really am. <laughs> Thank you, Dory. I appreciate that. It's it's the truth. So how can everybody find out how to work with you? Where do we reach you? The easiest way is to visit my website, masteringyourbeliefs.com. Everything you need is there and reach out to me, you know, whatever you feel called to do. I have free downloads. You can download the audio book. Whatever you feel called to do, there is a step there for wherever each person is so that I can meet everyone exactly where they are. Download the book. Download the book and the journal that goes with it. Let Nancy walk you through because for all of you out there that are struggling, me, myself, anyone else, there's the light. There is always that light. There is always a way through and finding it within yourself is how you let it come out. So Nancy, I, I thank you so much for taking the time to be with us today on the show. I really do. And for all of you tuning in, thank you for being here. Thanks to our sponsors over at Altwell. You can go to altwell.com and use Altwell Mom. You'll get 25% off your first order. And we're going to close out with our fabulous theme song from Smith Sisters Bluegrass. So till next time, this is Dory DiCarlo saying go out and create a marvelous you. Bye for now. She is sure, she is sure, she is strong, she is strong, she is true.